Okay, real quick, before we get started, you know, one thing you all know is we don't run any ads on this podcast. So all we ask in return is if you are enjoying the podcast and you want to spread a little love, please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. And for all we know, it helps someone create the love life they truly deserve. So let's jump into it. Men just need real signals that if they come up and talk to you, it's going to be okay. So by looking at them three times, that's like enough evidence that like, okay, she's at least not going to like the get away from you disgusting creep if I go up and talk to her. Gary, I feel like I really need to smile a lot on this podcast today. <laughs> a lot of smiling because what are we talking about today? Hit us with it. Body language secrets. How do you get a guy to notice you without saying a word? based on science. This is gonna be a good one. This is, this is a good one. Um, Cause I'll tell you what, like previous to working with women, I used to actually coach men as, as you know, Gary, and 98% of my coaching was focused on body language. Yep. Like the guys would hire me and want to work with me because they'd be like, what do I say to be able to meet a woman? Like, how do I flirt? Like, what are the words? Give me a script, give me a script, Adam. I'm going to memorize it and then come in. And very quickly, because <laughs> I tried that. I was like, hey, maybe I can actually give these guys some lines and some scripts and some go-tos. Oh my God, did that fail miserably? So I threw that all in the trash within like six months of being a coach. And I was like, all we're doing is body language. That's it. And uh, the same applies to women when they're getting out there and flirting, meeting men. Yeah, I kind of hate to say it this way because it feels very wishy-washy, but it really just comes down to like, you have to create a certain vibe. Like there's a certain energy that like you need to have between two people and that doesn't come from a script. It doesn't come from a series of words. There's no magic combination of nouns and verbs that you can put together to unlock like social interaction. It just, it just doesn't happen like that. And yeah. like, I know from clients, it's one of the things we hear a lot is something along the lines of like, guys just don't talk to me. The guys don't approach me. Like, you know, some women will have all these stories of like, I talked to this guy and I talked to this guy and I was at the supermarket and I was here, here. And like all these interactions with guys and other women are like, no one talks to me. Yeah. No one approaches me. And it's like, I, they actually even kind of say it like that. And it's like their body language when they're saying that people don't approach them or talk to them is so clear. It's like, well, this is the problem. Yeah. And I, that's why I love group sessions because so many women in particular will internalize it if guys aren't talking to them. They're like, I'm not pretty enough or, you know, uh, whatever. Usually it's I'm not attractive enough or guys just aren't into me. But on the masterminds, we'll then have other women come on who, and I'm not, you know, obviously there's different attractiveness levels of clients. I don't know how to say this appropriately, but let's just say it. A less attractive client who's much older, she'll come on back. I'm meeting guys everywhere I go. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I went out this morning. I was at the grocery store. This guy was talking to me. And then I went out there. And then this guy was talking to me. It's just wild. I've never had this experience. And another one who's woman who's very attractive is like, why aren't guys talking to me? What is wrong? What is wrong with men? You know? And I, I will tell you this, like back in my day of, of coaching men, like men will walk into a venue or a bar or a party or what an event they'll scan the room for the woman who is least likely to reject them horrifically 
right? <laughs> and that is all through body language. It's all body language. It doesn't matter your age, you know, your looks, your, you know, whatever. It, none of that matters except for how it is that you present yourself. And we're going to give you a lot of things you can work on today that can really help you transform your body language to attract men. So let's jump into it, guy. I love that. Won't reject me horrifically. Horrifically. Because that actually is what it comes down to is like, you know, the, this body language stuff impacts dating in two ways. One, it's to have that first conversation with a guy. You got to be welcoming. Like we talk all the time about like laying out the welcome mat. The second piece is like once you've already started talking to a guy, maybe you're you're um, meeting, having a meetup or having a first date. It's like some of it then too, it's body language to make it clear that you're interested. Make it clear that you want this to escalate. You want this to go somewhere. Because again, guys don't want to be horrifically rejected. So lay out the welcome mat. And the easiest way to do that, the least awkward way to do that is with body language, instead of just kind of saying, Hey, you should ask me out. Like we don't want you doing that. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These what are all want to avoid. What we want to avoid is that final grand gesture where you're like, I've been wanting to tell you this forever. I really like you a lot. And I don't know, do you want to hang out sometime? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, don't do that. Let's start with body language. I, I had a client the other day and I know we're, we're going to get into the tips in a second, but like, I had a client the other day. There's a guy that she really likes at work and she's really interested. She's like, I'm thinking about writing him a note to let him know that I really like him. And I'm like, dear God, do not do that. No, no. <laughs> do not write a man. First off, what are we, middle school? Yeah, Don't write him a note to say you're interested. Use body language subtly, especially if it's at work. Give those green light signals. Give a welcome mat. Maybe it'll be a little bit smaller and less obvious, a little less bright, especially if it's at work. And let's build this slowly. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> will, will you go out with me? Wear a green shirt tomorrow if it's a yes and a red shirt tomorrow if it's a no. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Just All the right. thought of being in an office in that type of scenario just yeah. sounds terrible anyways. Yeah, but. Be terrible. So <laughs> there are better ways to do it. And thank God yes. we're here to tell you about them. So the eight super simple things. The number one thing is the flirty face. Now, if you're thinking, oh, I don't have a flirty face. Oh, yes, you do. Everyone's got one. You've got a look that is like your go-to look to show interest. You've probably even practiced it. And here's the thing. If you haven't practiced your flirty face, you absolutely should, right? And so this is one of those that we said, these are all based on science. Researchers have your back. They have actually researched the flirty face. And it's actually a pretty cool study. Um, they had a bunch of women make three different kinds of faces, what they considered happy, neutral and flirty. Then they had men rate all of those photos and there are hundreds and hundreds of photos. So guys went through and they were picking out which are the flirtiest faces of them all. They came up with 18. And then from that, they ended up with two winning pictures, the flirty front runners, 77% and 71% of men considered these absolutely flirtatious looks. And so what those pictures had in common was a head turn to the side, Tilted slightly downward, eyes turned. I'm gonna up do it. Forward. I'm gonna do it while you're while you're explaining. So to our producer and editor, just go on to me as he's walking you through this. If you're watching this in real life, okay, let's try it. I'm so glad you're doing this because I was gonna say I'm not gonna do this. But so, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wait. Thanks for taking one for the team here, Adam. So, so here we go. Hold on. You get in the wig. That's it. <laughs> All right. See, you are. Yeah, you. Were, I knew you were the right man for the job. Sorry for those who are listening on the podcast here. I'm going to take out the classic sexy confidence you, wig. All right. 
Let's if you've never it. seen our podcast on YouTube, this is your excuse. That you've got to you've got to see this. Get on okay, so you ready? Here ready. here are the details of of Ooh. the optimally flirty face. Let's Head turned to the side. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> slightly downward. Yes. Eyes turned forward and up, and a small smile. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I feel like it's more like a smirk, like. Yeah, it's like a little. Hmm. Yeah, oh, perfect. Okay. okay, so then, wow, I I want to ask you out. I won't because yes. I'm married, Let's go. but I do. Let's go, I want to. So All the right, non-flirty, so non-flirty face, face. Non-flirty face was a weaker head tilt. It wasn't as strong. The head was tilted upwards, and it was a big, big smile. Right, and it's like <laughs> the non-flirty face. It's like too ambiguous. Like the problem is it's, it's a little ambiguous. Like it's not clear if it's flirty or just like being friendly and it's almost like too joyful. And so guys see like that upturn. It's like when you meet somebody, like you're meeting like a business partner, like, Oh, hi, nice to meet you. It's like that hi. kind of expression. And that's pleasant and it's socially nice. And it's clear that person wants to talk to you, but it's not in the flirty romantic kind of way. Mm, yeah. So- like, I feel like the flirty face as I've experienced it from women is like, they look at you as if they're trying to figure you out. Like you're kind of like curious, you're mysterious to them. It's kind of like, and they're saying something where you're trying to figure it out, but you like it. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, like you said, the very professional phrase, hi, so nice to meet you. You're so great. It's like, it's, it's just a little too much of a barrier between the two of you. Are you tired of committing your heart to a man who only just pulls away? Well, if so, we have a very special presentation that's available to our podcast listeners. It's at a special link. It's called hecommits.com. And it's going to walk you through the five secret strategies that make men commit. Head on over to hecommits.com. It's only available for a short period of time. I think you're going to like it a lot. All right, back to the podcast. It's like we say all the time, like you got to make sure your dates aren't like job interviews. Yeah. Right. And it's like the job interview look is very different than the the flirty expression. And so the one the one other piece of this research, what I think is just is fantastic, is they did another version of the study where they showed men the flirty faces and then they timed how fast, how long it took men to think of sexual words. And when they were looking at flirty face women, they were able to think of sexual words faster. Interesting. So I feel, it was like, like, lot, I feel like a lot of women are going to hear that viscerally and be like, oh, then I don't want to be too flirty with men. Right, <laughs> but it's like you want to make sure you get yourself out of the friend zone of course right no like of that. course you, i mean that that's dating that's attraction like look you first you first meet someone and and the, even the first meetup that's where you build that connection that's where you build that chemistry and so that's all a good thing you i want him to be desiring you on that first meetup he's not gonna get you in right. the bed that first meetup that first date but i want him thinking about it Cause that's going to yeah. propel him forward to take action, to continue wanting to see you. Honestly, that's how it yeah. works. You don't want him thinking like, Hey pal. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> no. Hey buddy. Hey sister. Like you just don't want to, like you do want to have build up some of, you know, we talk about a lot like the sexual tension. And so like you said, he's going to think that way. He's not going to get there, but he's going to think it. And like, that's how it starts. Right. Right. Take us to the next one, which is my favorite breaking the touch barrier. Yeah. Touching. And so this is this is the other piece. Like we do want to make it clear that we're interested in somebody romantically. And so you have to break the t- like you have to make contact. And so a little bit goes a long way, 
do it a little bit, but do it a few times. And, you know, again, obviously this is not groping or grabby. It's like a, a slight little accidental, innocent, oh my gosh, you're so funny, touch on the arm. Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember one time, I've told this story too many times at this point, but for those who haven't heard it, I was at a networking event. I met a woman and we kind of shook hands. Nice to meet you. And then I said something like one eighth funny. It wasn't funny <laughs> at all. And she just goes, ha 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 touch. And then leaves her hand on my arm just for like one second longer. It was just an unusual, like Gary, you wouldn't, you would be like, okay, cool pal. Yep. It was just like uh, this. And I'm like, Oh, and it completely changed the entire dynamic of the conversation from that point forward. Then it just turned into like, I was single at the time as a romantic conversation. We went from there, you know, I forget what happened. Clearly we are not married. So, you know, <laughs> it didn't work out, but well, um, this is the thing. as dumb as guys are about a lot of things, that's a signal they don't miss. Yeah. Right. Cause guys know like women don't go around accidentally touching them. No. It's just not something that happens. And so, you break the touch batter barrier that that just extra little bit of lingering of the touch makes it super clear. And, you know, as we know from research, they've done studies where they blindfold people and they have um, another person come in and try to convey emotions, somebody just through touch, like how they touch their arm. And people are, it, it, they're up to 83% accurate with being able to distinguish between gratitude, sympathy, love, disgust, just based on touch, completely blindfolded just on that, on that like little bit of touch of an arm. Uh, and so you might as well use that kind of thing to your advantage. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't want me touching you with these like ragged, like crossfitty hands. You'd probably be like, Oh God, this is, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just picturing me in the study touching you and you're like, Oh, that's Adam. No, nope. no, nope. non-romantic. Well, Easy there. Cinder block hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ever since putting on the wig, I'm feeling like very, uh, <laughs> can I do the wig thing nowadays? I don't know. I started doing that like 10 years ago, like pre-cancel culture. Am I going to like, is that bad? No, I, I, I think you, you lean into it and you embrace it and, uh, you can do whatever you want these days. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. All right. You're coming <laughs> with me. You're coming down with me if we go down. All right. <laughs> like, so the next one. one, so we kind of want to, <laughs> I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to yeah, segue right on. Um, Flirty face, we all know about that flirty face. Touch, okay, great. This next one we call the belly button rule. Belly button rule is your belly button should face his belly button because you want to have face-to-face -face contact, right? If you're really interested in somebody, you orient your body toward them, and that makes it clear that you're interested in engaging in this conversation. It's also like a visceral sign of vulnerability. It's a sign of trust. It's a sign of openness. It's showing that you're not protecting yourself. And you think about this belly button rule, if you're not following it, it's like you're talking to somebody instead of facing them directly, you're like standing off the side. It's like a little closed off. It's almost like, get me out of this conversation. Pointing your belly button towards people shows that you're approachable and you're not closed off. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think just that's how you know a woman's interested in you. She's just engaging with you. Honestly, <laughs> like, like I would always say like to my male clients, like if she's talking to you, she probably likes you. Like, right. it, like, and I, and I mean that, like, don't be inappropriate or anything like that. But if she's, if she's facing you straight on and she's engaging with you, like, I mean, a lot of women, if they're not interested in you know that to not do that because then the guy's going to get the wrong impression. So right. yeah, that's an easy way. Just really 
focusing in and, and, and making that happen. I think that's a pretty straightforward one, but a lot of people get that one wrong. Yeah. And this is one that researchers call open posture or direct body orientation. So much easier. Just remember it as the belly button rule, like just yeah. kind of face each other and like line, line up. And then like, that shows that you're interested. Um, yeah. Another really simple one to do that's very much in line with this idea of being open is be open yourself up literally. And so that means uncross yourself. So don't stand talking to guys, crossing your arms, crossing your legs. Cause like when you cross your arms, it's like an implicit, like defensiveness. I don't agree with you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we also know from research, when you have your arms crossed, it makes you feel more submissive and socially vulnerable, which is the exact opposite way that we want you feeling when you're out there meeting people. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a really big one, especially if you're out at night at an event, having a drink, it, a lot of women will, will kind of cross their arms with the drink. I'll see mm -hmm. a lot. And mm -hmm. so it's, it, it actually takes some mindfulness to go out. And if you have a drink to hold it to your side to really, and it's kind of weird and uncomfortable. One thing I'll do is even like, it's not as feminine necessarily to do it, but you can pull it, you can, you can get away with it is actually keeping the drink to your side. Mm -hmm. If you're talking like, and I know we're talking about alcohol and all that, but this is how a lot of people meet. And I see it all the time with what do you do with the drink? Don't put it across your body. Don't cross your arms because again, it's just going to create this, this barrier between the two of you. Whereas if you're open, um, it's just clear as day that, that you'd be interested in more. Yeah. Open, approachable, lay out the welcome mat. The one pushback when I, when I've shared this in client sessions, people will say, but I'm cold. I'm cold. That's, I'm just crossing my arms because I'm cold. It's so cold in these rooms. It's so cold at these bars. When I go out, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. Okay. Dress warmer. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Like, Who says that? Like, Come just, on, Gary. That, people say that to you? I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah. And it's oh. like, dress warmer. Move around a little bit more. Like, don't. It's not. Let's not make excuses. Right? Like, you know, let's make this yeah. a priority. Let's, let's do the right thing. Um, that's ex that's an excuse for bad behavior. That that's just I don't buy that. That come on, no one's right. that cold. Yeah, if it's cold, buy buy a jacket, wear a jacket. I agree. That's yeah, that's like, funny. And sometimes it's like the excuses we come. And this is like a broader point, but it's like sometimes the excuses we come up with seem reasonable. Like yeah, if you're cold, you would cross your arms. It seems yeah, totally good. Ex but it's an excuse. Like let's, let's call it what it is. It's an excuse. Work around it. You know, it's a problem to be solved. You're a problem solver. Solve that problem. Like come on. I love it. Um, I love it. The fifth one. This one is why you shouldn't use your phone as an emotional support device. But it's also the rule of three glances. And it's the rule of three glances because research shows women need to eye gaze at a guy three times before he notices. Right. And so, you know, you kind of know implicitly, like if I want a guy to talk to me, I got to like look his way, make eye contact and break it off. Okay. So that's once, but guys are thinking like first one was an accident. Definitely. Second one, guys are thinking, wait, she thinks I'm staring at her. So now she's checking to see if I'm staring at her. So now he's like, uh Oh, right. But then it's the third one where it's like, wait a second, three times, maybe not an accident because guys yeah. are a little dense. Right. And so it takes three times. And the only way you can pull off the three glance strategy is if you're not constantly head buried in your phone, carrying your phone around and looking down all the time. Like, and so, so many women go to events, so many people, right? But it's like, go to events and just use their phone as an emotional support device. Yeah. So it's they don't a modern day cigarette. 
it's the modern day cigarette. It's like where you get nervous or un uncomfortable, you light up a cigarette. Nowadays, just look at your phone. And yeah, it's killing those connections. And I, I, I disagree that it's because men are dense and they don't know that you're interested. But like the men just need real signals that if they come up and talk to you, it's going to be okay. So by looking at them three times, that's like enough evidence that like, okay, she's at least not going to like, that get away from you, disgusting creep. If I go up and talk to her, which I'm telling you is like a major, major fear for most guys. I will be, I, when I used to coach men, I swear to God, I would be with a guy and a woman be looking at him three times, smiling, even like come over here. And he'd be like, I, I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> like, what, are you talking, what are you talking about? You'll be fine. Go talk to her. She's, she wants you to come over, you know? So you just got to, I love this idea, the three glances. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, the thing with guys, they don't want to get rejected 100%. They're just not good because they're so fearful of rejection. They're not very adept at reading some of the unclear signals. Yes. That women will think are very clear, but they're not clear enough. Right. And so when you get something like this, like I, when I, when I found this research, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant because it makes it very manageable. Like three glances. Okay. And like, you can see that from a guy's perspective, like this does make it pretty darn clear that she is looking at me and she, and she does want to talk to me. So, um, that it's, it's a super, super useful tip, I think. Yeah. I love that. Um, so the next one is when it comes to what you're doing, you want to think small to get him to fall for you, right? And so this is research on micro expressions. So micro expressions are things that last like half a second, sometimes as fast as 1 25th of a second. Um, it's these little things that like conceal emotions, but also kind of signal some subtle like interest. Give me a micro expression. Give me, give me one real quick, Gary. Come on. I'm not going to show you. I don't have a wig, but it's like <laughs> slightly parted lips slight raise of an eyebrow, a flutter of the eyelids, quick open of eyes, like a, like a slight, not like you're like been shocked, but like a, just like, a little, Oh, um, yeah. Or like a pushing up of the cheeks with a smile, like a, you know, like a, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> I love it. The, 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 the fluttering of the eyelids. I was like, that's kind of silly. No one's going to really do that. But I actually can imagine a woman doing that when you say something, and it's like, and it, it, it like really engages her. It's like overly expressing a response and it is still a micro expression, but it's just showing like true engagement in the conversation. And I think that that's, that's interesting. I, I like that. Yeah. And it kind of comes back to the same thing. It's like, it's a small little thing, but it's yeah. also unique enough. And it's something most women, frankly, don't know about, right. In terms of a strategy of, of how to express how you feel that guys are going to be like, Whoa. It's, it's just, it's going to, it's going to be notable, I think. And so it's, it's going to be a little bit harder for guys to miss. Same thing yeah. with like the parting of the lips, the raise. It's like, these are all like really, really little things. And so, you know, body language is great because you don't have to say a lot, but you can show a lot about how you feel. And again, laying out the welcome mat, making it clear that you're approachable. All these things really, really help. Also, these are really important. If you're talking to multiple guys, let's say you are at a networking event, just as an example, and there's four different guys and there's three women. You're all just kind of talking professionally, but there's one guy you are actually maybe interested in. Throw him some of these micro expressions, but don't throw it to the other guys. So just by the mere fact that you are giving someone one guy something that you're not giving the others, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. whatever it is, even if sometimes it's like negative, you're kind of like poking fun of them a little bit. Anything that like differentiates a little bit shows actually a little bit of interest, but definitely micro expressions. You can do that in a positive way to just, you know, show them there's something a little extra here that I'm not giving the other guys. He'll get the hint. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we said there's, there's eight of these secrets. Number seven, this one's not necessarily something you're doing with your own body language, but it, it's kind of who you're surrounding yourself with. And it's something that researchers call the cheerleader effect. And so the idea here is put yourself amongst your friends because people look more attractive when they're surrounded by other people. And so, you know, go out with friends when you're in a group, like even posting pictures on social media for things. It's like, that it's helpful to, you know, when people see like you're with other people, it elevates your level of attractiveness to others. Yep. I love it. And take us, take us to the home. Cause I threw, so a, bonus. One, I threw in a bonus one, Gary, to, at the end. Okay. Without telling you. So Ooh, I, lo I love bonus content. <laughs> so the, the last one is another subtle thing, but it's like so much of what makes people effective in dating is just confidence. Right. Yeah. Confidence is key. It, it, it's the number one. It's it's how everything starts. Right. And so to be confident, one of the things you can do is um, what they, what researchers call strike power poses. And a power pose is like almost like a Wonder Woman. It's like, you know, you kind of take up space. It, it feels like a little superhero. Um, there's been a lot of research on power poses. Um, some of that early research was overhyped, but it turns out there really is an effect that you know, when you stand and you kind of take up space and you kind of like have that like boldness to you, it makes you a lot more confident. And so this is something you can do, not necessarily in front of guys, but like when you're getting yourself hyped up for going out on a date or going out to a social event, like this is something like take up some space, like, you know, body, mind connection stuff, putting your yeah. body in these kinds of positions. Like it does like make you feel a little bit more confident, a little bit more powerful. Um, and that's going to help you when you're out there. I think, you know, taking this even a step further, just fake it till you make it with your body language. Find someone that you want to emulate a female. Maybe it's like Beyonce. How does Beyonce walk into a room? I just think of like how she would just like have this amazing swagger and she would just mm -hmm. like own the room just with all of her stances. I don't know. I don't know a lot of celebrities. So, but Beyonce comes to mind. If that is the woman that you want to emulate, just be like, how would Beyonce be right now? How would she stand, you know, and look in the mirror and actually practice it a little bit. It's, it's really powerful. And just the way that you um, present your body and the way that you move is going to change your emotional state on many, many levels. And I found for myself, even like public speaking, or even doing these podcasts, the first few minutes is kind of hard to get into it. But what I'll do is try to move my body in a way that will get my kind of emotional state caught up. And I think the same thing goes with like social events. Like I said, like if you're walking in, you're not really feeling it. You're a little nervous. You don't know how to like flirt. Just walk the way that Beyonce would walk, uh, position yourself the way the superhero effect. And suddenly your emotional state will kind of catch up and you'll, you'll be able to in many ways emulate what she's doing socially, you know, by just emulating what she's doing physically. Yeah. Love it. So let's hear that bonus content. Let's hear it. Bonus All right, tip. Here, here's the bonus tip. And that one, I think the thing I want to bring into all of this is I think the real reason why that women don't flirt is because they are consciously or subconsciously concerned about coming off as promiscuous and being the woman who is flirting with every single guy and gets shamed by her girlfriends for being the flirt um, or, you know, even in middle school, 
you know, if you're the girl who's a little bit more flirtatious with the boys, your life is misery. And so there's been this programming that's existed in women's minds to not be flirtatious. Men, we don't have that. Like a good flirt as a guy is like a god. It's like, wow, you can talk to women. That's incredible. So what we want to do is undo a lot of that because I want like with the little love steps and love strategies and everything that we teach, we want you to go out and meet lots of guys, be really flirtatious. And I always say, be easy to approach, hard to attain. Get out there, flirt with lots of guys, talk to lots of guys, give your number to lots of guys. But when it comes to actually winning over your heart and sleeping with him and moving further along the process, he's going to have to work really hard to make that happen. So what does that mean? Over flirt, don't under flirt. Like chances are your flirtation level that you're putting out there, especially if you're listening to this podcast, is probably average or below average when it comes to highly flirtatious women. And so I would rather you really push the boundaries with everything we talked about, overdo it. If you take the micro expressions and turn them into macro expressions, go for it. If you touch him for a couple seconds too long and it's like almost a little weird, great, go for it. You're gonna find what kind of works for you, overdo it, and then you can always kind of scale it back. And so that's just something I want to kind of bring into this conversation because I think it holds a lot of women back out there. I think that's smart too. I, I think it's one of those things, like if you're trying to enact a new behavior, like some of the things we were suggesting here, if you're not doing it enough currently, risk doing it a little too much because sometimes you, you're gonna feel like, oh, I'm gonna improve a little bit. But if like you're already starting behind, improving a little bit may not move the needle enough. And so, you know, doing it a little bit too much, um, a better way to go, at least when you're first starting out, I think. Um, yep. I also gotta say, I love that whole idea. like. Be easy to approach, but hard to attain. I, I, I think that is a really, really smart general tip for dating. Uh, so, so thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely. So ladies, get out there, go flirt, and let us know how it goes. Thanks, Gary. That was really fun. Thanks. All right. So now we're at the end of the podcast and hopefully you got a lot of really great information from this podcast. But as we know, information can only take you so far. It's time to take some action. So what I recommend you do now is head on over to loveapply.com. It's going to walk you through a series of questions and then you'll be able to book what we call a complimentary love strategy session. Yes, you've heard it. Someone on my team is going to get on a phone call with you, be able to understand your situation, what it is that you're struggling with in your love life and create that strategy to help you attract that man, that relationship you truly deserve. So take that action, go make it happen. We cannot wait to speak with you. Loveapply.com. And uh, yeah, let's help you create that love life you truly deserve. All right. Speak soon. Bye-bye.